0: She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper.
2: Hello, listeners. This is Kristen Harper, video show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com on the Health and Wellness channel. I'm looking forward to today's episode. I will be interviewing Dr. Jeffrey Thompson, and he's been on my show a couple of times before, and he's a wealth of knowledge. I always love having him on my show. So we will be talking about PTSD, concussion, high-frequency sounds, and why neurofeedback is not ideal. So we'll be talking about how PTSD and concussions are related. I do feel that brainwave entrainment is beneficial for individuals who have PTSD and concussions. I want to talk to Dr. Thompson about why is brainwave entrainment better than neurofeedback. I also want to talk to him about how to let go of limiting beliefs. I feel like this is so common, like there's so many people that are struggling with their limiting beliefs that they hold on to. We will talk about brain waves and EEG, higher frequency sounds for improved health. I'd like to talk about these higher frequency sounds including beta, gamma, hypergamma, and lambda. And before I bring on Dr. Thompson and I go over his bio, I just have a f- some thoughts. So uh, Dr. Thompson, uh, he has decades of experience, um, expertise in brainwave entrainment, and he also was in the documentary Heal, and I was, I was blessed to be able to train with him. I actually went through his training program and actually purchased his bio-tuning system and became a certified as a neuroacoustic sound therapist, so in regards to PTSD and trauma. I've been studying uh, PTSD and trauma for years, uh, just based on my research and education and then also uh, consulting clients, and I, I feel that brainwave entrainment is the best to help people with PTSD and trauma. I don't think there's anything else out there that is as good as brainwave entrainment. I'm telling you, there's many modalities out there, including EFT Cranial sacral therapy. There was even someone that mentioned uh, meditation for PTSD, which I feel is not accurate because I don't feel that meditation is as powerful. Uh, there's EMDR, there's therapy, and you know, therapy can be okay for people if they need to talk to someone, but I just feel that none of these are as powerful as brainwave entrainment. And also, I'd like to talk to him about neurofeedback. and. <laughs> I feel it's not as ideal as uh, brainwave entrainment, so I basically went through a class, and it's a neurofeedback class. I had an instructor, he was excellent, he was very knowledgeable, but when I was in that class, for this, this, this class that I had was for weeks and weeks, overall I just felt like it was boring in a way that how can clients just stare at a screen? It's just boring to me, like when they go in for their sessions, they just, have to stare at a screen. And I feel like brainwave entrainment is better because it's more enjoyable. You you listen to your sound and it's so relaxing. And uh, there's a gentleman who has a lot of expertise in neurofeedback here in Arizona. He has like decades of experience, uh, expertise. And he told me, We had a long conversation and he said that brainwave entrainment doesn't work and that neurofeedback is the best. And I completely disagree. And there's studies out there on brainwave entrainment, maybe uh, Dr. Thompson can talk about later. Uh, There was even one, a double-blind study, ESPILON, uh, which showed a boost in precognitive ability. This is the California Institute for Human Science, so this was a double-blind study. And if, if any of you do not know what brainwave entrainment is, which I've talked about it on my show before, you can also learn more. Uh, Dr. Thompson has a website at scientificsounds.com. I also offer a brainwave entrainment at my website uh, at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. So I am a huge fan of brainwave entrainment. And uh, so let me go over Dr. Thompson's bio here. Dr. Thompson has been experimenting with sound scientifically since 1980. His experiments were in using exact sound frequencies to make chiropractic spinal and cranial adjustments to stimulate and normalize organ function and to balance acupuncture meridians. As a recognized worldwide expert in the field of acoustic pacing frequencies incorporated into musical soundtracks, he has established a method for using modulated sound pulses for changing states of consciousness. For optimal mind-body healing, he has worked with NASA and JPL with plasma wave audio recordings and researched their effects on the subconscious mind for healing and emotional release. His work has been part of research projects at the Neuropsychiatric Center at UCLA, and has been researched at the Royal Ottawa Sleep Research Center in Canada. And his latest work has been with autism, concussion syndrome, and epilepsy. It is an honor to have Dr. Thompson back on my radio show. Hi there. And how are you today, Dr. Thompson?
1: I'm doing good. It's glad to be back. Yeah. It's, it's, I love my uh, discussions with you.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you. I never, like, when I have, I, I feel like I could always have you back on, like, consistently, you know, because there's so much to talk about. It's like well, never ending.
1: Sure. Yeah, we officially opened the door to the rabbit hole because it's an endless. It is <laughs> of discussions we could have, and I'm happy to come back anytime.
2: Oh, thank you this, so much. This
1: one is close to my heart, the particularly uh, PTSD. Um, yes, I, you know, I was a military kid, so I have a special relationship to the military. My dad was a pilot in the Air Force. <clears throat> um, the uh, the idea that uh, you know. At one point, uh, we, we had more uh, suicides than deaths in Afghanistan, every, suicides per month than deaths in Afghanistan per month. Um, it's a tragic situation, and there doesn't seem to be any answers. There. You know, the military within itself really looks out for its own but it's an odd organization, a top-down organization. So unless you can tap the right person at the top who's got the ability to make something happen, then it just kind of falters. And you have a a system that's very solidly medical. So we're looking for a medical approach to... Uh, a functional condition. Medical approaches tend to be looking for pathological conditions, tumors, fractures, the big stuff. And and there's the big blind spot is uh, functional imbalances in the system that have symptoms, but you're not pathological yet. Those symptoms have to progress. That situation has to continually untangle uh, for a long time, sometimes years before it, you know, goes over the edge of the cliff and becomes out-and-out out pathology, which then begins to show up on the standard medical tests, which are looking for pathology. So if you come in with a lot of imbalances in various systems in your body and you have symptoms and you go to into the medical system, and they do their standard tests, which are looking for pathology, and you're not pathological yet, then they can't see anything wrong with you, and then it's a shot in the dark. Try this pill, try that pill, try this, try that. And the approach tends to be, um, you know, a pharmaceutical approach to silencing your symptoms, not necessarily addressing what the underlying cause is that the symptoms are, an alarm system for. So, when we get into the case of PTSD, where somebody's really suffering badly from another a number of different conditions folded into one, then that approach just doesn't work, and you end up with, you know, particularly you give somebody a, you know, a, a psychotic drug, a drug for depression, and its side effect is suicide. Uh, you end up in this crazy situation. Um, but from my standpoint, I redefine, redefine um, military PTSD differently than I do normal PTSD. Uh, PTSD from a you know, civilian population or somebody who has a, a, a tragic... Um, experience that they can't get out of their mind, a near-death experience or a horrible car accident where they see people die, their loved ones die. Um, it's different in a combat situation because we have a number of different things going on at once. For instance, um, on a daily basis or multiple times per week, soldiers in battlefields are exposed to Gunfire, machine gun fire, explosions and blasting, uh, with a constant fear of dying constantly with you, and a a continual experience of seeing your best friends die in horrible ways right in front of you. Those, Those kind of things, that kind of imagery, that kind of emotional charge locks itself in the unconscious mind and literally blows the fuses of your stress handling system. Stress handling system is only meant for a certain level of handling stress and this goes so far beyond that that the whole system closes down and can't function anymore. Uh, And we have concussion. So for instance, if a bomb blast knocks you off your feet and you hit a wall, you've had a double concussion. One concussion is from the pressure wave of the bomb blast that hits you so hard that it knocks you off your feet. So you fly through the air and then you hit something and that's a second concussion. But these guys have got concussion in every tissue of their body. Their, their chest has concussion. Their organs have concussion. Their connective tissue has concussion. Their brain has concussion so this is a whole order of magnitude different than what we normally see as ordinary, quote, ordinary PTSD. Um, so first and foremost, what has to happen there is you have to reestablish the autonomic nervous system. That's the part that has the sympathetic, parasympathetic, the fight or flight response. My my armor and my defense mechanisms, my stress handling ability is housed there. And if that's disrupted severely, that has to be restored because nothing else can respond. The emotional trauma part can't respond if my stress handling system is severely compromised because the stress of releasing or facing the emotional trauma Um, your body will not allow you to go there if it feels that its stress-handling capability is severely impaired because it's going to do a self-diagnosis and say, am I up to the task of dealing with this this emotional trauma and the stress that that is going to be involved in releasing it? And the body says, no, we're not ready for this because our stress-handling system, its fuses are blown. We don't have one. We have to fix that first so the body holds the trauma until such time as the stress handling system is repaired enough to handle the stress of releasing that trauma. So now if this person goes to a psychotherapist or a psychiatrist who tries to pull that trauma out, then you're doing harm. You're doing more harm. Your treatment is doing harm. It's called biotrogenic illness, illness caused by your doctor. So that's where my approach um, is multifaceted. Um, and that's where I'm using the bio-tuning idea and uh, brain entrainment working together to help that. So just in a nutshell, uh, the biotuning idea is... Uh, using a specialized heart rate variability monitor that I've uh, helped in developing myself and have a patent on. it Heart rate variability has the ability to see your autonomic nervous system live on a computer screen. So on the computer screen, you can see the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system, and, once you, and, and it's live. And once you can see that, you can run the body through some very simple neurological tests to test the integrity of your stress handling system to see if it's responding normally. And if it's not, then my innovation is to be able to force it back to a normal function, which is called homeostasis, the ability of when you're not reacting to fighting for your life or digesting your food, the sympathetic and parasympathetic should essentially be zeroed out and uh, off, so to speak, uh, the clutch pushed in. And if you can't reach that state, which is what I mean by the fact that the system has been so severely disrupted, it can no longer reach this zero-stress point in the system. Homeostasis, it can't reach that anymore. It doesn't have that anymore. It's constantly running a fight-or-flight response that never stops. Um, And you can see that on this screen. So now I can test various sound frequencies which I apply right into the body through a specially designed um, delivery system, a table with big speakers. Um, So now the sound waves are in your cells, and that's communicating up your spinal cord directly into the autonomic nervous system, which is monitoring that. And I can explore different sound frequencies that are very precisely tuned until I can find a frequency that forces the autonomic nervous system to push in the clutch and go to its homeostasis state. It's like there's a certain frequency that's the reset button. And once you can find that frequency and you can confirm that it's working because you can see the out-of-control stress response collapse down to zero in the presence of this frequency, uh, you know that you have now broken the vicious cycle that the trauma has put the nervous system in and you've reduced it back to its normal homeostasis state of zero stress. And that's a prerequisite for healing in the body. The body has to be able to have all the survival needs met and be at this zero state so that the energy is back in your reservoir so that your body starts working on its maintenance list and things that need to be worked on. So, so, Dr. so Thompson, that's the first order of business is to put the system back in its center point so it can start to heal. Okay.
2: Yep. And Dr. Thompson, I'm uh, enjoying this conversation. You're a wealth of knowledge, always learn so much from you. Uh, we need to go to a quick break here, and we'll be back here very soon. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com. On the health and wellness channel, please stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon.
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N, HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K R I S T E N. At KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now back to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated.
2: We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on VoiceAmerica.com on the Health and Wellness Channel. And my special guest for today is Dr. Jeffrey Thompson. And Uh, Today's episode is all about PTSD, concussion, high-frequency sounds, and we'll also talk about why neurofeedback is not ideal. Uh, Before the break, Dr. Thompson was talking about combat PTSD. And before we talk about uh, brain waves, uh, Dr. Thompson, uh, I don't, right now, instead of talking about the combat PTSD, just what about just someone that doesn't have the combat PTSD but just has PTSD? I believe that during one of the, tra- the trainings I had with you, you said that people with just the ordinary PTSD do have brain concussion, which is different than the combat PTSD, which has the the full body concussion.
1: Yeah. Well, quote ordinary PTSD, not to minimalize that at all. <coughs> can no. No. All it's, kinds it's it's resources. Yes. <clears throat> so, only one variety of, say, regular PTSD or non-combat PTSD, Right. only one variety of that would be coming from concussion. There's mm-hmm. severe emotional trauma that can cause the same thing. Witnessing somebody die, natural catastrophe where you think you're going to die, earthquake, fire, um, near-death experience, those kind of things can also... Uh, quote, blow, blow the fuses of your stress handling system. So you don't have to have a physical injury for that to take place. Um, and you wouldn't have to have that, a physical injury, for the PTSD to to take place in a combat situation, except you're almost guaranteed to have multiple concussions when you're in a combat theater for 18 months. Pretty, pretty much impossible to not have something happened to you, you know? hmm mm-hmm. uh, So with, with any form of PTSD, the idea is that the autonomic nervous system is compromised. My stress-handling ability is, is either non-functional or it's ramped up into a continual fight-or-flight mode. And either one of those two causes major, massive problems. And the fix for either one is to bring the system back to its uh, zero stress point, homeostasis, and reestablish that which is its normal function. It should be its normal function. We need to restore the normal function. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the uh, when when we talk about finding some frequency that will do that, now we're in, now we're into the laws of. Acoustic physics, the physics that governs sound waves and That has to do with octaves and harmonics and things like that. You know an octave is Double the frequency or one half the frequency. So middle A on your piano is 440 Hertz an octave lower is 220 110 55 that idea and each of those notes has a similar effect for instance, the wine glass effect, I'll ping the wine glass and listen to its note, that's its fundamental frequency, and I sing that note, the wine glass will vibrate. But if I sing any octave of that note, double the frequency or one half, it will also vibrate, that's octave resonance. And based on that particular law, we can do the same thing with sound frequencies to affect your body and your mind and your states of consciousness. So if I take the note that pushes in the clutch of your autonomic nervous system into homeostasis, where you can go into healing mode, and I can take that frequency and divide it in half and in half and in half and in half, half, drop it by octaves, I'll eventually end up below the lowest range of human hearing at 20 hertz, but I'll still have a bunch of numbers that show up on my calculator, and those are brainwave frequencies beta, alpha, theta, delta, and all the rest. And they're very precise brain frequencies. And if I use a second technique called brainwave entrainment, where I expose you to a sound that's pulsing at a brainwave speed, your brainwaves will change from wherever they are, and they'll travel to this, lock onto this sound pulse, and the brainwaves will go there and lock onto it. So I can change your state of consciousness at will with an external sound pulse pulsing at a brainwave speed, and I can confirm that on EEG equipment. Um, And like you said in the introduction, this has been uh, well-researched all over the world. That's not even in question. The first article that ever came out with that research was a Mount Sinai hospital researcher, Gerald Oster, who published his findings in Scientific American. the issue of uh, October 1973, that's how far back that goes. Um, But even before that, this was researched with pulsing lights by the U.S. Navy. Um, I've been, uh, my work has been researched through NIH grants at the University of Virginia Medical School, so I headed up the brain entrainment part of that program for sleep research and Uh, vigilance and uh, different brain states. Um, So this idea that I could entrain your brain waves to a beta or an alpha or a theta or a delta brain state, um, which is an octave of the tone that balances your nervous system, when I entrain your brain waves to an octave tone, to an octave place as a brain state, it also causes homeostasis in the nervous system even if I have no sound playing through this sound table. So it means that I can pick the lock of this neuro program that's already hardwired into your nervous system by, ex- by making a certain brain state happen with entrainment. And if I center it on delta, that's where physical healing takes place during sleep. If I center it on theta, that's where emotional healing takes place during dreaming sleep. and. If I center it in alpha, that's where mental activity takes place in the lightest stage of sleep, alpha sleep. It's where mental activity takes place. It's self-defeating belief systems. Um, So we can now all of a sudden use sound waves to affect the nervous system's function for healing, and octaves of that sound as brain entrainment frequencies to pick the lock of neural programs and direct where that healing is going to go. We can direct it to go to the physical body or to the emotional body, so to speak, or the mental part and other parts that we've discovered over the years at the Institute. I uh, mean, The Institute I'm referring to is the um, Center for Neuroacoustic Research that I'm,
2: right, I'm the founder right. of. And Dr. Thompson, I was just curious because you brought up the EEG earlier, and um, I am certified in quantum biofeedback, and quantum biofeedback has an EEG, and you can see for some clients, like for example, it might show that gamma waves are detected or theta, or it could even it can even show like an, an imbalance, such as uh, the beta waves being unstable. And I'm yes. just curious, I'm just curious, with your work with the EEG, what common imbalances? Did you see, just based on the waves? just w-
1: w- working um, with clients? Yeah, I I got an uh, EEG early on when I first moved to California and set up my full-time center in California. <clears throat> I was approached by a company in Holland with the first uh, EEG machine that could plug into your home computer, so you didn't have to buy a $30,000 Lexicore system. Um And um, that's where I discovered the epsilon brain activity below delta, uh, doing that research. But later on, years later, I did a couple of years of um, collaborative work with neurofeedback practitioners who moved a couple of doors down from me, from my office, and we did a ton of patients over those two years. Um, she was a former student of mine from California Institute for Human Science. Um, so we're really interested in seeing how we might be able to affect the brain for better outcomes using brain entrainment in combination with neurofeedback. Um, and the thing that, that I saw with neurofeedback was there, there are some problems Number one, uh, we're going to put this sophisticated brain mapping EEG on you and we can see a topographical map of your brain looking down from the sky with color-coded areas on your cortex that show where the brain activity is and how different hemispheres are communicating in different planes and things like that. So let's say we've got a kid with ADD, Uh, Attention Deficit Disorder. So what we see there is when we have this child go through some simple tests that require them to focus and concentrate, they can't do that. And what should be happening in the brain on the EEG is the brain should be changing whatever its idling function is and raise the frequencies higher and higher into a beta realm where focus and concentration takes place. And on EEG, we see with these kids, their brainwaves are stuck in theta, which is daydream zone. The brainwaves don't go up into beta when you ask them to focus on an external task. So then what they do is they create a brain game on the computer screen. The one that this practitioner used was trying to make a plane fly with your brainwaves. So there's a jet in the sky, and there's clouds above and an ocean below, and you're supposed to keep the the plane in the middle flying without crashing into the ocean or going up into the clouds. And the game has been programmed so that the only way you can do that is to generate beta brainwaves. Unfortunately, that's the very thing you can't do. (laughs) And nobody can tell you what to do to generate beta waves. So this becomes an extremely frustrating experience, for these kids who don't want to be there anyway, to be looking at a screen and continually fail hour after hour, day after day, three days a week, uh, and usually for 10 to 15 sessions of struggle, which makes the kid not want to come back and not want to come back and not want to come back. <clears throat> so the first problem for me was uh, in education, Uh, the first thing you learn is you have to have a reward system. You have to have an achievable goal. You may have to really stretch to achieve, but you have to be able to achieve it. And if you have a goal that's got no possibility of achieving, then that's negative feedback. Uh, So you create resistance in the system. So what we did was, I'm thinking to myself, Maybe we could cut out this ten to fifteen sessions by using entrainment instead. So let's say that they're stuck at five hertz theta and they need to go to eighteen hertz beta. And it's not it's staying stuck at five. So I use I put headphones on this kid while they're hooked up to the EEG and I start these binaural beats going two tones, slightly out of tune in each ear of the headphones, and the out-of-tuneness makes a pulsing sound that you hear that is tuned to 5 hertz. And that causes instantaneous brain entrainment to what your brain is already doing. You're at 5 hertz already, I'm going to entrain you to what you're already doing, and then I'm going to raise it to 5.1. And then we have something called the frequency following response. We watch your brain waves move up to 5.1 because they're locked onto the external sound pulse now in this brain entrainment phenomenon. 5.2, 5.3, 5.4, 5.5, 5.6. And then the brain will disengage because it can only stretch that far. But we've achieved 5.6 in one session. And we have an immediate feedback that we're successful, that something's happening here. Now we are in control of the situation, and the kid is not floundering on his own with nobody able to tell them what to do. So now we make the plane fly at 5.6, an achievable goal that you have to stretch for. And this child can now um control what's going on and they can see that they're actually able to make this plane fly if they do something specific inside their brain and they already know what that looks like cuz they just we just guided their brain there with entrainment right the brain knows what 5.6 feels like now cuz we showed the brain by putting it there now the brain has a yardstick and an instruction manual, and a previous experience to aim at. And when the child can make this plane fly at 5.6, now they get the positive reward system and dopamine that we need to have because now they're excited to come back the next time. And the next time we can start at 5.6. And uh, with brain entrainment, we can move 5.6 to Seven, eight, nine, six, six point one. before the brain disengages and we set the plane to fly at 6.1. So we get clear, obvious, a good response with positive feedback and the child is now excited to come back. And we can achieve all the way up to 18 in just a few sessions within a week or a week and a half instead of 10 to 15 sessions at $350 each that only your insurance can pay, where everybody is frustrated and don't know what to do. Uh, then I realized that when I, uh, I brought my sound chair over, a chair with big speakers in it and had the kids sit in this, in, in this chair, uh, and now I realized that only a certain percentage of these children are visual dominant, uh, type nervous systems. They might be an auditory dominant type or a kinesthetic dominant type. And as soon as we started playing with that, our results went right through the roof. So if we have a kid who is auditory dominant, you don't make them play a visual game. You make them play an auditory game. You you now try to get a tone Or a sound to change from this to that. And that's your feedback. Or in the sound chair, you have a vibrational frequency coming through your body that you can feel. And that's your feedback. Eventually, it became obvious that if you do all three, the three primary perceptual modes of the brain, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and you do them all simultaneously, you have now... Fixed something in the brain that they had all along that nobody knew they had. An imbalance in how the brain uh, grabs information and digests it. It needs all three centers to do that. And the more those three perceptual modes are tuned together and ambidextrous together, uh, the higher level of concentration and memory and learning that you can have really changes your life to do that. And and uh, really I, 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 and and the system at the same time.
2: Absolutely. There's so many benefits when it comes to brainwave entrainment. It's just so enjoyable as well, just to relax and listen to sounds. Uh, so, listeners, uh, we need to go to a quick break here. I'm speaking with Dr. Jeffrey Thompson. We'll be back here very soon. Take care.
0: your health your network you're listening to voice america health and wellness Kristen harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of perfect health consulting services she inspires people all over the world to keep healthy happy and motivated get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfect health consulting services.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy also, go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N, HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself.
2: Are you ready to live to 100 join dr joe casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number you can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit with great stories plenty of advice about successful aging and brighter outlooks you just might join those who are living to 100 The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
0: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated.
2: We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy and Motivated on VoiceAmerica.com on the Health and Wellness channel. And Today's episode is all about PTSD, concussion, high frequency sounds and why neurofeedback is not ideal. My special guest is Dr. Jeffrey Thompson. So I would like to move on because I don't think we've really discussed this on my show before. These higher, uh, these high-frequency sounds, yeah. incl- including beta, gamma, hypergamma, and lambda. Would you just be able to like briefly yeah. just talk about each, like a like, quick summary about yeah, each of these? Sure.
1: Um, when I when I went to school, which is so long ago, I can't even believe it—forty-five years ago. Um, the only brain waves that were recognized was beta, alpha, theta, and delta. Wow. Now, in 1988, <laughs> 89, I discovered epsilon below delta.
2: Right. Um,
1: but that full range was the lowest range of delta was 0.5 hertz, and the highest range of beta was 35. And then they uh, discovered by accident gamma brain activity at 40. Uh, And that was discovered through open brain surgery for something else, where they put EEG electrodes directly on the brain itself and could pick up these low amplitude, high frequency brainwave activity called gamma. The higher the brain frequencies go, the lower the amplitude. The lower the brain frequencies go, the higher the amplitude. So when you get up to about 40 hertz, the amplitude is so low, it's almost impossible to penetrate through the skull. Uh, So nobody had ever seen it before. But putting the electrodes right on the brain, bang, all of a sudden you can see this activity. Not only did they see 40 hertz, they saw 100 hertz and 200 hertz activity in the brain that nobody ever dreamed was going on. And uh, as the research moved forward, once you publish a paper like this, everybody jumps on the bandwagon to research it. Um, gamma was called the binding frequency and it was associated with cognitive consciousness because this 40 hertz hum going on in your brain with all the regular beta, alpha, theta, delta activity on top of that in your brain underlying it all is this 40 hertz thing going on and that's the only brain frequency that disappears in general anesthesia the 40 hertz so that's why they associate it with cognitive consciousness. But it also has another function, and that is why it was called the binding frequency. It pulls the information from various areas of the brain of the five senses. So the five senses deposit in specific areas of the cortex that are all separate from each other. Visual is the back of your skull, the back of your brain, the occipital lobe, and Um, Hearing is on the sides, and smelling is up towards the front. Um, Touch is in various places at the top. Uh, And gamma pulls the information from all this sensory information from the five senses, binds it all together in one place, and synchronizes it all up together so that my experience out here in the world holds together. A cup falls off the table and smashes on the floor, I know that the sound of the smash is associated with the movement of the cup because it's bound together in my brain those two senses but if it wasn't I I wouldn't know that the sound and the cup movement had anything to do with each other The weird thing is that the way gamma achieves this is by combining with theta brain waves in the brain and modulating them with a a, a gamma wave. The gamma wave is modulated by theta and vice versa, and it lifts all the information right out of the brain into a wireless communication network like the internet of the brain. So no longer do we have to have neurons with axons connecting other neurons. We now have a wireless communication network in the brain modulated by gamma, which is very cool. All of a sudden we have the internet for the brain, um, specifically to bind together various types of sensory information together so everything makes sense. Um, also, we realized when the Dalai Lama did his research with high levels of meditation at the University of Wisconsin a number of years ago, 10 years ago, and measured these monks who had been meditating for 30 years with EEG equipment and fMRI, and what they saw was massive amplitudes of gamma. And when they asked them what they were meditating on, it was universal empathy of all life. So now gamma is associated with a certain type of meditation experience. And each of the brainwaves... alpha and theta and delta and epsilon and gamma and these 100 and 200 hertz are all associated with different brainwave doorways of different types of meditative experience that has been developed by various cultures all over the planet. Every culture comes up with its own method. These particular types of method have a specific brainwave pattern that go with them and a certain type of experience. No one is any better than the other. It's like All these meditation techniques are like different doors going to the same big round room, which is the God room. (laughs) One of those doors is perfect for your nervous system. One of those different types of techniques is perfect for you. The culture you're born up, uh, born into that meditation or prayer technique might not be the best one for your particular nervous system. And you wouldn't know that unless you did a smorgasbord type of sampling of each one which is where I was going with producing a series of generic soundtracks for entraining brainwaves to each one of those so that you could try them all out and go through a multifaceted experience of opening up your mind uh, and opening every door you can find and maximizing your abilities.
2: And then we have here, we have beta is associated with waking consciousness.
1: And it- yes, externally focused kind of linear thinking, single focused consciousness. Um, alpha is more peripheral vision. Uh, it's still a mental state, um, but it's more holographic and beta is more linear. So I'm, I'm uh, beta I'm looking at the tree. Alpha, I'm looking at the forest through peripheral vision. Theta is where dreaming takes place, so that's where emotions get healed during the sleep cycle Mm -hmm. because dreams are emotional, and you've created a world that's so real you don't know that you're in a dream, and big emotional things happen there. You know, you're chased by the boogeyman or you're having a love affair um, and everything in between, so that's where emotions get healed. Delta is where the lowest... Uh, Body processes take place, lowest heart rate, uh, blood pressure, respiration, body temperature, metabolic processes. That's when the physical body is recuperating for the next day. So these various stages of sleep are picking the lock of neural programs because as the brain waves slow down, they come across this specific brain frequency that... I was talking about before that we can identify by finding the homeostasis frequency and using the octaves of that to identify specific brain frequencies. So when your brain waves cross over that special brain frequency in, say, theta, it's recognized that that unlocks the program for making homeostasis happen in your nervous system and turn on the healing program for your emotions or your mind or your body. Mm or epsilon your metaphysical body or gamma your higher dimensional body um, your your higher integration body right uh, your reset mode for the brain and the higher in not the 100 yeah, oh,
2: yeah go ahead yeah go ahead and finish we're so the almost we're hertz almost
1: and the 200 hertz i haven't seen any research whatsoever After the first initial report that they had seen that nobody's done any research with it so that's what I've done Um, and my take on that is that these really high energy brain frequencies are probably what's involved with monks in Tibet in the wintertime melting snow around them when they meditate Um, One of the weird things about the gamma research with Dalai Lama is they saw high amplitudes of gamma. And the higher the brain frequencies go, the lower the amplitude. So where did they get the high amplitudes from? Where did the energy come from for that? And I kind of believe that it couldn't have come from their own body. It's a closed energy system. It means that they're tapping into a higher universal energy source, And that source is coming into their body and generating high-amplitude gamma activity that you could easily pick up on external EEG electrodes. And so that lends me to believe that extremely high frequencies of 100 and 200, which I named hypergamma and lambda because nobody put a name on them.
2: Yeah, and um, so... Uh, And, Dr. Thompson, we're getting close to the end of the show, but just a couple more questions here real quick, and then we'll end the show here. Um, As far as beta, what health conditions can it help? And lastly, alpha, if you could just talk about that and limiting beliefs just real quick, because there's a lot of people that suffer with these limiting beliefs, and how can they be helped, you know? For example, if someone has, like, a limiting belief of I'm not good enough.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, that's before you can address that, core issue, you have to achieve homeostasis and be in healing mode, then it's safe to go there and confront that and find out, why do I believe that about myself? Why do I believe I'm not good enough? What was my experience in the past that led me to believe that? Um, The same thing with beta. Beta is normally, beta is more complex than most people realize. There's low beta, middle beta, and high beta. Right. And then there's exotic ones like SMR beta, sensory motor yeah. beta, um, <clears throat> and sensory motor beta, uh, sensory motor beta, is associated with um, non-activity in your body. In hmm. beta, in other words, you get locked in a stair. Your body mm-hmm. becomes frozen,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, <clears throat> and uh, for and that seems to be something associated with ADD, ADHD, and epilepsy where okay. the body becomes so, frozen and the brain and, goes and, and in this weird state.
2: And we're at the end of my show right now, but Dr. Thompson, you're amazing, uh, such a wealth of knowledge, and I really appreciate you coming back on my show for the oh, third time.
1: Welcome. Anytime.
2: Okay. Well, you take care.
1: Yeah, you too. Thanks okay, a lot. thank
2: you. Uh-huh. And this is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on VoiceAmerica.com on the Health and Wellness channel. And I have two websites if you'd like to learn more at Perfect Health Consulting Services, I offer, which is PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com. I offer hair analysis, brainwave entrainment, nest health, and quantum biofeedback. And then my speaking website, I'm a health and wellness speaker at KristenHarperSpeaks.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, HarperSpeaks.com. And also, if you could give this show a five stars on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. And if you would like to sponsor the show, just send me an email to Kristen at Kristen Harperspeaks.com and I can send you a Voice America uh, package, a sponsorship package, and or you can make a donation at Kristen at Perfect Health Consulting to PayPal, and this will definitely benefit your business because Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world. And make sure you tune in every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Have a healthy and happy week.
0: Thank you for being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper, can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time and 3 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week.